God's gracious help and well-being, grace and peace to each of you. My love to you. Welcome. It's good to be with you in this way. Thank you to Pastor Eric for putting this service together. I'm recording it on Friday afternoon at church. It's a little cooler this afternoon. Very nice this morning by Sunday. It may be cooler uh, with some rain. I'm sure you've seen God's hand at work this week. Maybe some bumps in the road, some ups and downs, some stresses, but God is faithful, and I pray that you are flourishing in spite of everything. Today is All Saints Day, our All Saints celebration. We give thanks for the lives of Joanne Newman, uh, Esther Schertz, and Betty Bachman, and honor them. Usually, our All Saints is around tables, isn't it? Do you remember those old days? I have the bulletin from last year. Gathering around the table. November 3, 2019, All Saints. Focus statement, Jesus wants to lodge with us. Luke 19 story of Zacchaeus. Early Christian worship, just like the Thessalonians would have. Round tables, eating, communion, worship. And we put together MCC kits, and I'm sure we did Operation Christmas Child boxes, just like we did uh, uh, this year as well. Is it too much to hope that we could do this in November 2021? Uh, worship around tables again, gather together. Well, I have hope. One reason is because we do have vaccines. Usually vaccines go through three phases or trials. Drug companies don't want to invest in the second phase until they know the first one is going to work. Oh, well, our government has poured billions of dollars into this process so these phases can overlap. We're going to have some vaccines. There are three types of vaccine. Uh, one, genetic material called messenger RNA is injected into our bodies. Our cells take this up and we make the spike protein, which is a protein on the surface of the COVID virus. It's the target of our immune response. The second type of vaccine, the spike protein is put on a virus. The virus doesn't cause the illness, but these viruses are injected. Um, this is called viral vaccine. The third is just the spike protein virus or vaccine. The, the spike protein is put on a structure. It may look like a virus, but really isn't. And our bodies mount this immune response. So messenger RNA, viral vaccines carrying the spike protein spike protein and then just the regular uh, spike protein um, uh, vaccines. So if you decide to get a COVID vaccine, you might ask your provider, you know, which kind of uh, uh, vaccine are you getting? But you know, with everything going on, um, things that we face from day to day, death, disability, and everything else, we need more than a vaccine to give us hope and encouragement. We're just like the Thessalonians. Uh, they no longer worshipped the image deities that lived on Mount Olympus, like Dionysius, and also called Bacchus, the god of wine, violent uh, god. They were worshipping the living and real, authentic God, and they were experiencing the joy of Christian community, Holy Spirit present, walls and barriers broken down, uh, helping each other, mutual aid, helping their neighbors, freedom from addiction and sins, new life. Uh, and they were ostracized, persecuted, marginalized, um, discriminated against, and some of their members had died. 
They were expecting Jesus to come back very soon, and they were worried about these people who had died. What's going to happen to them? Have they lost out? Is it worth it to go through this persecution, to be a Jesus follower? Uh, they were questioning their very foundations, their very faith, and they needed encouragement and hope. And this missionary team, Paul, Silvanus, or Silas, and Timothy, are giving them and us uh, encouragement uh, and hope. So before we uh, look at this uh, text, let's pause for prayer. Holy Spirit, please be present to bring hope and encouragement. Help us clear our minds and take a close look at this letter to a church community and to us. Before we begin, I have three requests for you. Um, first, don't interject. Don't try to interject time into this text. God is beyond time. We are always in the already present happening. It's happening now, not yet complete between time. Secondly, don't be put off by Paul's worldview, use of the word heaven. My friends, heaven is still a good word just because a Russian astronaut went up and didn't see heaven and said that it doesn't exist. Uh, don't, uh, heaven is still a good word. We're part of a wonderful spiritual reality beyond our imagination. And thirdly, although this text may not be as apocalyptic as Revelation, say, or Daniel 7, it has similar symbolism and imagery. The words used here paint a comforting, encouraging picture, like an impressionist painting. So let's just open our hearts and minds. You know, in Revelation, Jesus is portrayed as a lamb. Well, we know Jesus isn't a lamb. This is symbolism, but it's true. It's true. So let's listen in on this first century letter from the missionaries Paul, Silas, and Timothy, meant to be read in a household gathering. If you don't have the, the bulletin text, just use your Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. But we do not wish you to be uninformed, sisters and brothers, about those who are sleeping in order that you might not be distressed, also as the others, the ones not having hope. These are the ones that still worship the gods on Mount Olympus. For if we believe that Jesus died and came back from the dead, even so also God shall bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus, or with Jesus, or through Jesus. Some faithful members of this church community had died, probably some of them from persecution. This community was expecting Jesus to return soon, and now some have died. What will happen to them? Paul's addressing the anxiety and grieving occasioned by these deaths. Hope, Paul says, is based on Jesus' death and resurrection. If if we believe that Jesus died, could also be translated since. If here refers to a real condition. Since we believe Jesus did die, didn't he? An unjust death. 
he was faithful. In Jesus, God took on death. God's identity includes death. God took on death in order to rescue us. And God will bring us with Jesus. This is a promise. First Thessalonians letters, the first New Testament book written some 20 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, about 20 years before the Gospel of Mark was written around AD 70. The statement, Jesus died and came back from the dead, here is one of our earliest written confessions of faith, statements of the good news. We noted another early written confession two weeks ago, chapter 1, verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he God raised up from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the judgment which is coming. Let's continue with our text. For we are proclaiming this to you by means of the Lord's statement, or on the Lord's word, that you, the ones living, the ones remaining on the, on the arrival of the Lord, shall by no means come before those who have fallen asleep. Because the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the voice of the chief angel or archangel, and with a trumpet call from God, shall come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ shall rise up first. Then we, the ones living, the ones remaining, together with them shall be suddenly taken away in clouds to a meeting of the Lord in the atmosphere or air. And so we shall be always with the Lord. And so we shall be always with the Lord. So actually, the dead in Christ will rise first. We know that that is true. The persons we give thanks for today have gone ahead and are part of the cloud of witnesses surrounding us. This, again, this is wonderful biblical imagery. Cry of command, voice of the chief or the archangel, trumpet call from God, taken away in clouds to a meeting with the Lord in the air or atmosphere. It's real. Be confident. Have hope. We shall always be with Jesus, who was crucified and raised. Eternal life is where Jesus is. Whether we are alive or asleep, we are belonging to him. Jake Elias, who is author of our Believer Church Bible Commentary, First and Second Thessalonians, a pastor and scholar, entitles his commentary section, chapter 4, verses 13 to 18, Always with the Lord. This is the good news, the gospel for us today. No one is left. It's worth it. It's worth being a Jesus follower. Finally, verse 18, Therefore encourage one another by means of these teachings. Encourage is a strong verb here. To comfort, instill someone with courage or cheer. Timothy was sent to Thessalonica to encourage Chapter 3, verse 2. A word similar to a word for the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John. The paraclete, the helper, the intercessor. An arm around friendship verb. Strong encouragement, urging. Paul's team was providing pastoral care to the Thessalonian believers based on Jesus' death and resurrection. The Holy Spirit is not mentioned in these verses, but remember two weeks ago in chapter 1, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord after being open to the word in much distress. 
with joy from the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all those who are believing in Macedonia and in Achaia. For from you the gospel of the Lord has rung out with joy from the Holy Spirit. We are to provide pastoral care to each other in our losses, deaths, stressful times of isolation and illnesses. So what about our transformational response goals, application of this text? We can continue doing what we're doing. We do a good job at many things. How can we think in new ways? I have two goals I would suggest. First, let's plan to fall asleep, to die in Jesus. What does this mean? I believe it means to commit our spirits into his hands during our day-to-day lives. Lives of prayer, trust, listening, noticing what God's doing, calling on God for help, giving God credit. By the Holy Spirit, we keep on practicing mercy and justice, being concerned about the people Jesus was concerned about, the poor, the needy, the oppressed. Preparing our Operation Christmas Child boxes as we've done. It's worth it. It's not in vain. Our death can be our final worship liturgy. We often don't think of death as worship. I would suggest that encourage you to think about this. Death can be a continuation of God's steadfast love, a victory as it was for Jesus. Secondly, therefore, encourage one another. Come alongside, stay connected, share needs. We have a real and living God and will meet a Savior who has experienced the worst of life and whom God raised up from the dead. Our basis for encouragement, even more than a vaccine. Our leadership team and elders team have discussed ways we can do that, staying connected, sharing prayer concerns, praises. This is a work in progress. This All Saints Day, along with our Thessalonian fellow believers, we can grieve and encounter testing all that we encounter in life but also celebrate our hope based on God's and the Holy Spirit's life in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Always with the Lord. Those who have fallen in asleep in Jesus will rise. After our prayer and after our song, we will have a special prayer of remembrance for our members that we honor today. Let's pray together. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Your faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. You have never dropped the work of your hands. Thank you for raising Jesus up and for bringing us all together with him and those who have preceded us. Thank you for this good news. Thank you for being near to the ones we honor today, for prospering their work, for listening when they call. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for their lives. And thank you for those who developed vaccines. Thank you for cards, calls, and prayers from each other. Thank you for each other. Thank you for hope based on Jesus. Amen. On this All Saints Sunday, 2020, we give thanks for and honor members of our faith community who have fallen asleep in Jesus uh, this past year. John Newman, Esther Schertz, and Betty Bachman. And we give thanks for the 
confident expectation, the hope that we have, the encouragement that we have based on Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. These persons have fallen asleep in Jesus and are now with him in a special way. And before we have our prayer, um, Bethany McCoy Carr, who is granddaughter of um, John and Betty Bachman, has contributed a beautifully written tribute. Thank you, Bethany, for this. And we'll read this uh, and then have our prayer. Betty Bachman lived her life in continual striving to know and love her Heavenly Father. Spending countless hours in meditation, reading, and prayer, she never let a day go by without basking in the goodness of our Lord. And what God faithfully poured into her, she overflowed to others. Betty had a gift for making visitors and strangers feel welcomed, accepted, and loved. But it wasn't just her big smiles, warm hugs, kind words, and quick wit that were generously available to all. She also offered up thousands upon thousands of prayers for her family, friends, and others in need. During those long committed hours of divine communion, Betty went to battle for souls. She understood the great power of prayer and the rippling effects of her petitions are assuredly still felt today. Betty also showed her love for others by sending countless cards and notes filled with encouragement. We thank Jesus for the impact of his redeeming love in her life and for the many ways in which he used her willing heart to bring glory and honor to his name. Today we honor and celebrate the life of Betty, a good and faithful servant. An All Saints Prayer of Remembrance. Um, I'm going to read both parts, but I would encourage you to read where it says all. Creator God, you have given us all names as your children. Today we remember and give thanks for those who, by your power, Holy Spirit, have worked for reconciliation and goodness among us. They have fallen asleep in Jesus and are with him. We remember and give thanks for Joanne Newman, who died March 3rd, Betty Bachman, who died March 21st, and Esther Schertz, who died June 23rd. Because of their lives, we know better how to live. Because of their suffering, we know greater strength. Because of their death, we understand better what is important in life. We sorrow, but not as those who have no hope. You do not leave us or forsake us. Thank you, God, that in the time we sense separation, we also experience love, peace, and hope. Thank you, Jesus, for being the resurrection and the life. And so we shall always be with you, whether living or dying. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You are faithful. The faithful ones we honor today have told your glorious deeds to their children 
and their grandchildren. Holy Spirit, bring encouragement to these families and to all of us. We also set our hope in you through Jesus, our risen Lord. 